The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a man who unfortunately had difficulty in his business. And uh, as time went on, he needed to be able to have cash flow, to be able to run a business. One of the most crucial things to a business's success is cash flow. You need to be able to output money before you've earned that money. Buy the goods before you can sell them. Lay out the money for the building before you can collect the rent. So the liquidity of a business and its cash flow is often the nature of the success in various industries. So there's a fellow, he unfortunately comes on hard times and he realizes he needs to take out a loan in order to be able to survive. Doesn't want to borrow money. But unfortunately, sometimes in life, that's what it comes down to. So he goes to a, a, a local Jewish uh, loan society. He gets someone to sign on his behalf, guarantors, and they lend him $50,000. The condition of the loan society is, you know, we need to be able to bring money in in order to have a loan society. You can't lend, give out all your money. You need to have money always in the pot. So they said to him, look, we need head checks from you for, you know, if you're going to pay back $1,000 a month, or $1,000 a week, whatever it might be, we need head checks so that we have the guarantee that we'll be able to... The guy says, listen, let's make a deal. Do me a favor. I'm going to give you the head checks. He says, but every week, but before the end of the week, he says, Be'ezrat Hashem, I'll be here maximum one day late, two days late, but the money will be you. I'll come and I'll pay you in cash. Please don't cash the checks. If you cash the check and I wasn't ready for it, and the bank, you know, bounces my check, they're going to cut off my credit cards. I'm on the last straw. I need my credit card in order to survive. Please don't cash the checks. Wait for the cash. I'll come pay you in person. The man who gives him the loan says, absolutely, you have my word, no problem. We're not going to cash the check. Had that, gets in his car one night, late night. He's making a journey back uh, to the city, to New York City, to be able to be there early in the morning uh, to open up his store. He gets into a gas station, he uh, gives the guy the credit card, the guy puts the credit card into the machine, he's almost on empty, puts the credit card into the machine, uh, the fellow says, I'm really sorry, but your credit card's been declined. The guy busts, his eyes are busting out of his skull, I can't believe it. I told them not to cash a check. I begged them, the guy even told me that it was going to be okay and that he'd wait for the cash, and if not, at least he could give me a phone call. Exactly what we agreed on, exactly what I was worried about, is now coming to fruition. I can't believe it. He's fuming. He's so angry. Hazi, what happened at the Gemach? This is not the only uh, show in town. You know, they lent out money to all these different people. Unfortunately, whoever it was that saw the head checks and the thing didn't know, didn't communicate, took it to the bank, cashed a check. He'll only find out tomorrow morning that there was a problem. But this guy now is stuck. He can't get for, you know, to the office, he can't drive, he's stuck with his car. In the middle of the night, he's so upset. The guy, the gas station attendant says to him, listen, it happens all the time here. There's always someone who comes in, there's a problem with their car, they can't find their car. He says, I'll tell you, over the years I've learned that I ask the people, I say, just push your seat forward, look underneath. You'll find quarters that you dropped, you didn't even know were there. Look in between the seat and, the, and the, you'll find an extra couple of crumpled up dollars. Even if you get two, three, five dollars, five dollars of gas will get you home. And then in the morning, you'll come back with money. The guy says, you know what, you're absolutely right. I'm losing my mind over here, you know, that I can't even get home. I will fix it. I'm sure it was not a problem. 
he moves the seat forward, he goes in the here, he goes in the back, he checks the... He comes up with $23. That's how much he had in the, what's it called? In the, uh, now, when I was living in England, this happened to me all the time. You know why? Because over here, what's the biggest coin we have in circulation that we use normally? A quarter. So if you drop a couple of quarters, it doesn't help you so much. In England, they have a 10-pound coin. Ten pounds, even with a bad exchange rate, it's like fourteen bucks. So you're sitting there, it falls out of your pocket. You reach into the seat, you you find five pounds, ten pound coin. You're doing pretty well. Had that this guy? I don't know. Maybe you never checked this car. Twenty three dollars is pretty. You know, it's a nice amount. So he says, you know what? He tells the guy. He says, he says, you know, give me. He goes, give me a quarter of a tank. Guy fills up a quarter of a tank. This was before Joe Biden. So a quarter of a tank, you know, cost him uh, the right or whatever it was. However much he asked for, half a tank. You know, the goes into the guy, he says, how much is it? The guy says, 20 bucks. He says, perfect. He goes, I have $23 here. Give him the 20 bucks. As the guy takes the $20, he says, oh, look, you have $3 left. He says, you know, why don't you play the lottery? The lotto is $3. Extra three bucks. The guy gives him the $3, the scratch off, whatever. He wins exactly $50,000. Haddad doesn't realize he's screaming and yelling, so upset about the fact that they cashed his stupid check, yelling about the fact that this guy's causing him all sorts of issues. If he didn't cash the check, he uses the card, he doesn't buy the ticket, he doesn't have the 50 grand, the whole loan disappeared because of this one moment of Wejaras. In the end of the day, what actually happened to him? Nothing. He got the gas, he went home. But for that brief moment of aggravation, his salvation came and the whole loan he was able to pay off in one second from that extra three dollars that he had. My friends, in our lives, what we see is sometimes a journey, an unnecessary a detour. We had to drive around this way, we had to go over there, we had a problem with the business, a difficulty in our relationship. Someone did something, they said they wouldn't. Someone didn't do something, they said they would. I took the wrong suit, I packed the wrong bag, they lost my luggage. We all know the wedge on us that comes, the difficulties that come in life that come our way. We all know them. But from God's perspective, it's not a random journey. It's a mosa ehem, lemas ehem. Every detour has a predetermined mosa ehem, where God took you out of your lane and put you in this lane. God took you out of uh, what's it called? Out of the regular lane, and he puts you in what I call the HOV lane. What does HOV stand for? Hashem overview. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking at your life, he says, I have the guy in the regular lane, but you know what? I'm going to stick him in this lane over here. Because in this lane, it's going to be a little bit more difficult, or a little bit out of the way, or a little bit unexpected. But you know what? He's going to go on this date with this person who they swore to him was compatible. And two seconds into the date, he finds out that the girl wants to only live in Israel. Or the girl only wants to live in New York City. And he's so mad. Why'd they set me up with this girl? But you know what? He's a mensch about it. He finishes the date. Doesn't yell, doesn't fume, doesn't make a big deal. But they find out at the end of the night they're incompatible. How many times did I hear from a guy where the guy tells me, I went on a date like this. You know, I met my wife. I went on this pointless, useless date from the Khan, from the rabbi, from whomever. At the end of the date, the girl says to me, you know what, it's not going to work. I want to go to Israel. You don't. You know, I want to have six kids. You don't want any kids. But at the end of the date, 
She says, you know what? But my best friend, but my sister, you were great. You were gracious. You were kind. You were a gentleman. You were respectful. And even though it was obvious that it wasn't going to work, you didn't spend the whole date moaning about the fact that people wasted your time. All the time, Borei Olam takes us out of our lane and puts us in the lane that we need to be in. Motza'ehem lemas'ehem. But when it's viewed from our perspective, we don't have the HOV. We don't have that ability to look at it from that angle. So therefore, for us it always seems like a detour. A happy person is a person who waits to see what God's plan was and doesn't get angry first. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.